Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the updates I've been promising that I will share with you. This is that episode. And I'm also going to be talking about counting your blessings and how to set goals the right way for 2019. I'll be talking you through the tips and tricks that help me set my own goals every year and also talk you through something I started doing at the beginning of this year that I'm going to continue to do into the future that I thought was really great. I loved the outcome of it. And so I will be sharing that with you. But before we get into the episode, if it's been a while since you stopped by the cleverwellfinance.com website, head over there. We always have a ton of awesome new content on the blog to help you as you work on improving your finances. And you can also check out our course platform. We are introducing new courses every month on things like investing, paying off debt, budgeting, planning a wedding on a budget, your business finances, and so much more. And also, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you're a new listener, I would love for you to subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast. You can do that on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And if you're loving this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes so that other amazing women just like you can find it too. So let's get into the episode. Okay, so first things first, updates. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about writing a book, specifically a Clever Girl Finance book. And I spent a good part of this year writing that book, working with my editor to um, go over the book I had written because I actually wrote an entire book. I wrote the full book. And my goal was to, or my intent was to self-publish this book. However, during the summer, I had an amazing opportunity to get into one of the best accelerator programs in the country. And so I had to put the book on hold and I just stopped talking about it because I wasn't thinking about it. And, you know, when it would flicker in my mind, the intent was that I would, as soon as my program was done, I would get back to writing the book and self-publish it. And so the good news is that the book is back on track, but the better news is that I officially have a book deal with my dream publisher that is going to support publishing the Clever Girl Finance book, and it's going to be available this coming summer of 2019 in bookstores everywhere, online everywhere, and I am so excited and so grateful. And basically, it was an opportunity that just presented itself to me. Um, You know, I will just say that God works in amazing ways because it has always crossed my mind that I would love to be published by this particular publisher, um, it has always crossed my mind that, you know, being able to publish a book on a large-scale platform or through a large-scale platform would be immensely beneficial to promoting the mission of Clever Girl Finance, helping women improve their finances and build wealth, and promoting brand awareness so more women get to know about Clever Girl Finance. And so, In the fall, I got an email and the title of the email said, have you thought about writing a book for Clever Law Finance? And in that moment, I felt so many things, so many good things, so many emotions when I opened the email, when I first saw the subject, when I opened the email, because it was just basically this dream, this wish list item that was 
becoming, you know, that was becoming alive in a sense. And so that is my major, major update for you, Clever Girl Finance. The book is coming soon. I will keep you guys updated when I have more information on what the finalized title is going to be and working through that and when it's going to be available for pre-order, when the cover comes out, all that great stuff. But thank you to everyone who's reached out asking me, hey, Bola, when is that book coming out? Are you still writing it? Just checking in. Thank you to all of you ladies who've reached out to me. You know who you are. I appreciate you. And I'm excited to share this update with you. The next thing I wanted to talk about was counting your blessings. So one of the things that I mentioned at the beginning um, was something I started doing at the beginning of this year um, that, you know, just looking over it, the impact of it has been amazing. And so I've always been someone who journals. I've always had a journal where I write my thoughts and write, you know, my gratitude and things like that. But one of the things I started doing at the beginning of this year was just keeping a list specifically for every massive thing and every tiny little thing that happened that I wanted to be grateful for. So it wasn't just me writing down, oh, today was amazing. Today was not so great. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. It was just me writing, number one, the date and the thing that happened that I thought needed to be acknowledged. And what I found going back over that journal, you know, over the last few days is that some of the things I had written down, if I hadn't written them down, I wouldn't even remember what they were. And just adding all those things together, you know, just shows how amazing God is. And it just shows that progress happens even when you think it's not happening. And so one of the things I want to challenge you to do is to start staying conscious of the positive things that are happening to you, no matter how small they are. And the reason why it's important to stay conscious of them, write them down, you know, find a place to document them is that sometimes when you're going through the motion of accomplishing something in your life, you're trying to get to an end goal, but that end goal is like way out in the distance. It's like far away. As you're making progress, as you're going through the motions, it's easy to take the small things that are happening the small, tiny, amazing things that are happening for granted, but those things can add up into incredible progress. And so just looking over my journal, so many incredible things happening happen for me in my personal life, happen for Clever Girl Finance as a business that I am just so grateful for, and I'm glad I did the exercise. So if you're thinking about ways to just stay focused on your goals, I encourage you to start this journal where you write down the things that are happening, um, no matter how small they are. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, it doesn't have to be a journal where you're writing down the details of the day and the specific details of who did what, when. Just write down what the item is and the date and come back on a different day and reflect on it. And when you look at all those things in aggregate, you will be surprised at the progress you have made. So I'm just going to share a few of the big things that did happen for Clever Girl Finance in 2018. I did something similar on the podcast either at the end of last year or at the very beginning of this year, and I wanted to keep up the tradition of sharing the good news. So one of the things I remember very vividly was getting on the podcast and saying how amazing it was that the podcast had just gotten to 200,000 plays. And looking at the metrics again, you know, a couple of days ago, the podcast is pretty much at a million plays. So in the span of the last 12 months, this podcast has grown immensely. And that's something that is just so amazing. The fact that you guys are tuning in and sharing the podcast. I am so grateful to have you guys listening. And so, you know, amazed to see the growth of the podcast. Um, so thank you guys so much. Um, another thing that happened was that Clever Girl Finance was rated one of the top 
financial blogs for women, which is awesome. Um, my mission has always been about women and helping us move forward with our finances and with our lives. And I'm so glad that other people are starting to see that as well. Of course, the book deal is top on the list as well. And another amazing thing that happened um, this year was the fact that I was able to bring on permanent staff to support Clarewell Finance. So we're now a team of four, including myself. And last year, I did have people who were working for Clever Girl Finance, but it was people who were working specifically on project-based work. So I was hiring them as needed to work on specific projects to support the growth of Clever Girl Finance. But now I have these permanent women, permanent staff, amazing team, hey team, who I get to work with every single day to support growing Clever Girl Finance. And I still work with those contractors who support Clever Girl Finance on a project basis. I work with them pretty frequently, probably like every few weeks, but not every day. And just being able to step back and look at that growth and look at the fact that I have this team who's supporting the growth of this business. I'm able to support other people with incomes and I am just so grateful to be able to have this opportunity. Another amazing thing that happened this year was that Clever Girl Finance got a ton of press in various magazines, on different outlets, including Time.com in the money section, and in Money Magazine in the September 2008 issue, where I had a two-page feature spread. These were just really humbling and incredible things that happened for Clever Girl Finance this year. And of course, none of this would have happened without your support, without you women, you amazing women who are part of this community, who are sharing this platform and continue to share the platform. So I am so grateful. So, you know, just doing that exercise of writing down the things that happened um, has been incredible, a an incredible way for me to reflect on the progress that I've made and it's something that I'm going to be doing into the future. And so as you're thinking about 2018, even if you feel like, oh, this year was not so great, um, I challenge you to look back and count your blessings. Um, and I guarantee you that you will find something or some things to be grateful for, including the fact that you're alive, the fact that you are healthy, the fact that you can feed yourself. Um, you will find something to be grateful for. I challenge you to do that. And if you've had an amazing year, go back and count your, your blessings and reflect on them as well and just express gratitude for the things that have happened to you in your life and set the stage in your mind to go into next year in an epic way and knock your goals out of the park. So wherever you're coming from as we close out this year, whether you had a great year or a not so great year, set the stage in your head. Be grateful for it the year that you have had, the fact that you are breathing and the fact that you are here and get ready for an incredible year. So now we're going to talk about how to set goals the right way for 2019. And I'll just share high level some of my own goals for 2019 before I get into talking about how to set goals the right way. So number one, um, I'm going to be teaching my kids more about investing and the value of money. So they're five now and they're starting to get a better sense of how money works. And so one of the things I started doing earlier this year was teaching them how to invest using one of those fractional investing platforms. And so I want to continue that into 2019, but also start to 
ingrain the value of money to them and just teach them financial responsibility and financial wellness as they're starting to get older and understand more about how money works. So that's top of my list. The other thing I intend to do is continue saving and investing money. Um, Again, I'm investing for the long term. I have some major goals I want to accomplish and I'm going to continue to do that. You guys may be hearing talk about a recession coming soon and the U.S. economy is due for a recession. However, um, it's important that you keep your long-term goals in mind. And when a recession happens, it's not time to panic and you know start losing your mind. It's time to assess and determine where the best opportunities are for you to invest your money. Because as Warren Buffett would say, when um, everybody is panicking, you should be buying. And I may already have one, but I'll probably do another podcast episode on how to prepare for a recession. And there is a blog post, if you're interested, on the Clever Girl Finance blog on recession planning. So stop by, search for recession or recession planning, and you'll find that as well. So investing and saving are top of my list again this year. Um, The other thing I'm going to be doing is reviewing and refreshing my vision board. So I've had a vision board for many, many years now, and I started out with the traditional vision board where I would, you know, I had a board and I would put pictures on it. Um, Now, in the last several years, maybe the last four or five years, I have kept my vision board as a folder on my phone. And it's a folder I visit very frequently, and it basically has all the things that I want to accomplish in my life. And the reason why I continue to do this whole vision boarding exercise is because it works. Um, Every single thing I have put on past vision boards has come to pass. And number one, God, (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. Number two, focus. Having a vision board allows you to focus on what you want to accomplish, especially when you're revisiting it. And especially when your vision board is tied to your why. And, you know, those two things combined have allowed everything that I have put on those boards come to pass. And I will continue to vision board because it's something I love to do. It's something I believe in. It works. And it's just one way of creating this space where I put my why down and or my why's down. And I've, I can really focus and revisit that, you know, that folder and refresh my focus as often as I need it. So I highly recommend vision boarding. And last but not least, actually most important is my goal to focus on self-care. So self-care is something that, you know, I focused on in 2018. I kind of let myself not focus on it as much as I needed to, especially over the summer when it got a little crazy, actually a lot crazy (laughs) for me. But in 2019, I'm really prioritizing my self-care. And as the summer ended, as I got out of the craziness of, you know, everything that was going on in the summertime, despite the plans I had for a calm summer, God had other plans. um, As I got out of all of that, um, this fall, I really turned it down a notch and I was focusing on self-care, working out, eating better, um, spending time with my family, focusing on my mental health. Those are things that are really important to me because as I'm getting older, as time is passing, um, nothing happens if I'm not in good health. Nothing happens if my head is not in the right space or if I'm stressed out or overworked. And you guys have heard me talk about on this podcast, you know, health issues I've had as it relates to just being overwhelmed um, and not prioritizing self-care. So that is a focus for me for 2019. So those are my goals high level. Um, 
And so now let's talk about how to set the right goals. Um, so, you know, you guys probably know this, but I'm just going to touch on why you need to have goals. There is, I was just reading some magazines and I th- either a magazine I was reading or something I was listening to on the radio where the person was like, don't set goals, just go out and do you. And I have to disagree. I think having goals or objectives or things that you want to accomplish um, that are structured the right way are really important for you to kind of set the stage for you to succeed and gives you an aim. It gives you a target of where you are headed to. So I definitely think goals are important. Um, I think you should be setting goals, but I think that you should be setting goals the right way. So to reiterate, having goals is how you achieve the big vision, that big massive vision for your life and for your finances. And having the right goals will help you track the progress you're making towards that big vision. And when you're able to accomplish your goals, when you're able to make progress on your goals, it's going to motivate the heck out of you to go and do even bigger and better things. So goal setting, yeah, Super important. You definitely want to make sure you have goals. So when it comes to how you actually should should be setting your goals, number one, whatever goals you're setting for yourself, they need to be goals that you can measure. Because if you can't measure your goals, how are you going to track the progress you're making? Um, so they need to be tangible. They need to be things you can measure. I want to save $25,000. I want to pay off $30,000 in debt. They have to be things that you can measure. You can measure $25,000. You can measure $30,000 or your progress to getting to that number. You cannot measure, I want to be rich. Like what's the measure of rich? Everybody's measure of rich is different. And if you have no measure, then how do you track the progress, right? Um, The next thing is that your goals have to be realistic. Don't create unrealistic or unachievable odds for yourself. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you should just set easy or simple goals. Your goals should be challenging. Your goals should get you outside of your comfort zone, but they should not be ridiculous and they should not be unattainable. So I'm going to Mars by December 31st of 2019. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Okay. I'm just, you know, if that's your goal, it's okay, but I'm just saying it's a little ridiculous. That's all. (laughs) Next, you need to write your goals down. Give life to your goals by putting them down on paper and putting them into words. When you can see your goals on paper, they become even more significant. So write your goals down and give them life. There is something about putting pen to paper and being able to visually see your goals. So get them out of your head and put them on paper and give them significance. So when it comes to actually accomplishing your goals, there is one thing that you need to be doing on a daily basis in order to actually accomplish your goals. So let's say you want to save an extra $10,000 in the next 12 months. Well, you already know that that money is not just going to fall from the sky and land in your lap. Um, You're going to have to figure out how you're going to save this. If you take $10,000 and you break it down to a monthly amount, you're going to need to save around $830, $833 every single month. But in order to be able to accomplish this goal, you're going to need to fit it into your budget. You're going to have to figure out where to cut back, think of ways to possibly increase your income, and start making consistent deposits to the account where you're trying to save this $10,000. And all these different small steps add massive value towards moving you closer to that $10,000 goal. So do you see where I'm going? Basically, in order to accomplish your goals, you need to pick one thing, one action that you're going to take 
consistently. And I will even take it a step further and say pick one thing and one action that you can do at the beginning of every single day to push you closer towards your goals. And keep in mind that that one thing does not have to be the same thing every day. It's things like making a deposit today, setting up automatic transfers tomorrow, reading a financial book the next day, checking in with an accountability partner, um, having a no-spend day. Basically make the resolve that every single day you're going to do one thing, right? You can do multiple things, but do at least one thing that is going to move you closer to your goals. And doing this daily one thing, when you add all those daily one things together and the outcomes of doing that one thing every single day, you're going to find that you are moving directly towards your goals, even when you experience setbacks. So in order to accomplish your goals, pick one thing that you can do every day. It doesn't have to be the same thing. Just pick one thing that you can do that will help you make progress. Now, so I've talked about why goals are important, how to set your goals the right way, picking one thing that you can, you know, do every single day. Next, let's talk about some key mistakes you need to avoid at all costs um, as you go into the new year so that you can actually accomplish your goals. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because these mistakes are the reason why millions of people never accomplish their goals. So becoming aware of them will help you avoid making the same mistakes. So let's get into it. Number one, don't ignore the small goals. If you think saving $10 a week or paying $50 to your credit card once a month is just something not worth tracking, think again. As small as those tiny little things may be, that $10 savings or that $50 a month credit card payment, as small as they may seem, they matter. So make those payments, track them, and celebrate them when you achieve them. Like I keep saying throughout this podcast, those small things add up to major progress. Number two, don't focus solely on your long-term goals. Yep, you heard me say that right. Um... Having long-term goals is essential to defining the big picture, right? Um, However, the big picture of what you want to accomplish in your life and with your finances, you need to have those long-term goals. However, you need to take those long-term goals and break them down into smaller chunks, break them down into shorter-term goals and mid-term goals that can lead you to those longer-term goals. And so you should have goals that you're tracking on a daily, weekly, monthly, or quarterly basis because if you're just focused on those big goals that are way out in the future without actually taking them and breaking them down into what you can accomplish in the short term or in the midterm, then it's very easy to get overwhelmed and not make any progress because you feel like this big goal is just so big. There's no way I can ever get there, especially once the um, novelty of goal setting wears off, because I promise it's going to wear off once February hits and people are like, oh my God, wow, January is done. The holidays are over. Can I really accomplish those goals I set for myself? The novelty always wears off. And when it does wear off, you don't want to be overwhelmed by these massive long-term goals you set for yourself. So take your goals and break them down into smaller chunks over the short term and over the midterm that you can work on that will ultimately lead you to your long-term goals. 
The next thing, the next mistake you want to avoid, number three, is a lack of accountability. So when you're not accountable, there is no one to motivate you, there's no one to remind you, there's no one to keep you focused on what you're trying to accomplish. And as a result of that, you might start getting complacent, you may start pushing things off, you may find yourself in this perpetual state of, oh, I'll do it later, 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 later. And potentially starting, you may start telling yourself that, you know what, I can't even do this. And so accountability is key. Finding those right people, those like-minded people in your space and in your life that can support, motivate, remind, encourage you is super important. Mistake number four, not checking in on your goals. It is so common for people to set goals and just set them for the sake of setting them, but never actually come back to check in on their goals. But how do you make progress with what you're not tracking? You have to check in on your goals. Super important. Mistake number five, dismissing your progress. Just because your progress is small does not mean that it is not worthwhile. Just because, you know, you are inching slowly towards your goal does not mean that you are not doing well. Not everything that you do is going to happen in massive strides, um, but it all adds up. I have been saying that throughout this episode. I'll continue to say it into the future. Your small progress is going to add up. So don't dismiss your progress. And number six, not getting back up after you slip up. So don't settle because you made a mistake. Don't settle for a situation that you're in because you made a mistake and you found yourself in this situation um, because you overspent or because you bought something that you shouldn't have bought or because you did something that impacted your finances negatively. Don't just accept it because you made a mistake. Give yourself the grace to recognize your error or to recognize that mistake and remember your why and pick yourself up and get back to work. So these six mistakes are things that you want to avoid at all costs so that you can actually accomplish your goals. That being said, there are some things that you should be doing outside of that one thing that I talked about. There's some other things that you should be doing to make sure that you actually accomplish your goals. Number one, you need to get out of your comfort zone. Comfort zone, take it, throw it in the trash and get as far away from it as possible. Comfort zones suck. They keep you stuck and they get you nowhere. So you have to step outside of your comfort zone. Get uncomfortable. Get so uncomfortable that, you know, you're forced to do things differently. Force yourself. And you might hate it at first, but the outcome is so worth it. Number two, get sick of mediocre crap in your life. If mediocrity has been your story for the last year or the last several years, it is time to end that and do things differently. You are not destined to be broke. You are not destined to fail. You're not destined to be bound by your family's negative history. You can be the difference. You can be the breakthrough. You can be a success story for your family and for your generations, but you have to get sick and tired of being mediocre and being completely complacent. So decide to make change. Decide that as you're setting your goals for 2019, you are going to do things differently and you're not going to settle. Number three, you want to face your triggers head on. Your triggers are the things that cause you to slip up when you find yourself, you know, not accomplishing your financial goals, when you find yourself doing things that you shouldn't be doing because they're going to take you away from what you want to accomplish. And if you don't know what your triggers are, if you don't know what it is that causes you to slip up, then I challenge you to start to identify them. 
What causes you to spend, to overspend? What causes you to get into debt? What causes you to make impulse financial decisions? Is it because you walk past or you drive past that Starbucks every single day? Or is it because you're driving by that Neiman Marcus or walking past that Bloomingdale's every day? What is that thing? And these are just random examples, guys. But what are those things that cause you to make the financial decisions, financial choices that are not in your best interest? What are those things or people, right? And identify them and face them head on. And when I say face them head on, I mean find ways to get around them, which means take another route. Don't drive by the Starbucks or the Neiman Marcus. You know, don't spend as much time with that particular person that causes you to spend money that you don't have. Figure out ways to just get past these triggers. And it's not going to be perfect the first time you try, but with practice and continuously working on the actions that can help you overcome your triggers, you can get past them. The next thing you want to do is set yourself up for success. Put your goals where you can see them. Automate your savings and your bill payment. Get your accountability partner on board. Find the resources that are going to help you. Hint, hint, join Clever Girl Finance (laughs) and decide that you are going to succeed. You also want to be okay with failure because you will fail, you will fall, you will falter, and it is okay. Failure is part of the journey to success. If you don't fail, you don't learn. And the silver lining behind failing are the lessons that you are going to learn that you can take and apply to your success. So be okay with failing and embrace and be like, you know what, failure, hey, come over here. You're not going to defeat me. I'm going to take you and use you to move forward. Um, the other thing you want to do is make it super easy, like easy peasy (laughs) to be able to accomplish your goals. So focus on your schedule of actions and not the deadline, because when you're focusing on a deadline, it can make it seem like you have so much time to accomplish what you want to accomplish, but then all of a sudden you don't have any time to accomplish what you want to accomplish because you've been so focused on the deadline. So instead, focus on the actions you need to take in order to accomplish your goals. You also want to focus on the actions, not the performance, because when you start focusing on the performance, you're going to start focusing on perfection and achieving your goals is not about perfection. It's about taking action. The actions you take carry more weight than the actual performance, right? Um, Taking consistent actions like budgeting, saving money on a schedule, making consistent payments towards your debt will help you get help you get better each time. And as you get better, you will find that you're improving your overall performance anyway. So that is everything I wanted to share as it relates to setting goals the right way for 2019, setting goals that you can accomplish, setting goals that will set you up for major success in your life and with your finances. And doing these things can make all the difference when it comes to succeeding. Um, 2019 is going to be an incredible year. It's going to be your opportunity, my opportunity to achieve our wildest dreams, to blow our expectations out of the water, and to make real progress towards the things that we want to accomplish. So if you need to listen to this episode again, do that. Share it with your friends if you found it useful. And thank you guys so much for listening in. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I look forward to many more episodes in 2019 and I appreciate all of your support 
thus far with Clever Well Finance. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't already subscribed, please do. You can do that on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Well Finance YouTube channel. And if you're loving this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes so that other amazing women just like you can find it as well. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in 2019.